Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. It's your host, Amy Bailey, and I wanted to talk a little bit about flares that I'm seeing happening right now in relation to just kind of this post-pandemic reopening or whatever you want to call it. I know that not all of my listeners are in or around Nashville, but one thing that we have noticed here in Tennessee is just the world is kind of opening back up rather quickly. Um, Here in Tennessee, if you are vaccinated, you can really walk in anywhere um, without a mask and nobody is checking. So there's not, they're not asking for your vaccine card. So pretty much everywhere you go, nobody is wearing a mask. And this has created some anxiety in some of the clients that I've been seeing, Um, whether or not they want masks or don't wear masks. It's just sort of a shock because it's a change from what we kind of got accustomed to over the last um, 15 or so months with dealing with the pandemic. So I think some of this extra anxiety, even if we think it's a great thing that the world is reopening, it is creating some flares in some of my population that have painful conditions such as endometriosis, pelvic pain, IBS, um, vulvodynia, just some of the more painful conditions I'm seeing a lot of um, increased pain. And my goal for all of my clients is always to build enough of a resilient system that when flares or life happens, that we don't experience pain to the degree that we once did. So when life throws curveballs, which it always does to us, that we have the resiliency in our system and the tools in our toolbox to manage our pain. So we either stop it before it happens or we control it to where it doesn't flare to such a big degree. So I always call that we just need to build resiliency in our system. Um, And sometimes, you know, when life happens and we get stressful and it's not life, sometimes we know they're coming and sometimes we don't know and they are just a complete shock to our system. And, you know, the pandemic was something none of us could have predicted or controlled. And a lot of us um, didn't know exactly how to handle it. Of course, the guidance coming down from above has been confusing um, and I'm not going to, you know, jump on one side or the other, but I do think a lot of the uh, people in charge, whether that is from the CDC or the health department or whatever, they were trying to figure out what to do also. So there has just been a lot of unknowns, which can be confusing to us as a general population. And then just trying to adjust to life as what we used to call our new normal. And now we're trying to readjust to our old normal, which is kind of a new normal again. So anyway, my point here is that I'm seeing a lot of flares in pain. So I just wanted to talk to talk to you a little bit about some ways, and I've done this before, probably did a podcast similar to this early pandemic, but I feel like now is a good time to kind of go through this again. If you do have flares in your pain and you have a chronic pain condition, or let's say you have a new pain condition and you're experiencing increased pain right now, we want to calm our nervous system the best we can. And it's not as simple as just telling someone, oh, relax, 
that is not effective. But we want to focus on what we call our rest and digest system. We want to calm our nervous system so we are not in fight or flight. And that can mean multiple things. That might mean for us that we need to protect our mental health. So everything is really confusing right now. A lot of us do need to talk about it with someone. Maybe we need to seek out a counselor who's skilled in trauma care or just um, a great counselor who can talk to us that maybe we're familiar with that understands what we might be going through during a shift in our day-to-day life. So sometimes it's a friend, sometimes it's a paid counselor, but maybe just having someone where you can verbalize what you're feeling. Um, Because if we don't verbalize it, then it's going to be stored in our tissue and in our body, which may come out as pain. So sometimes working through those flares just means getting out or verbalizing some of that experience. Um, You can also get it out through movement. You know, I'm a big fan of exercise and movement, but we want to be careful if we're using movement as the strategy for working through a flare. We always want to use what I call nourishing movement. We don't want to up our exercise intensity. In fact, we need to oftentimes decrease our intensity or frequency of exercise. So think about what you're doing for exercise. And if it is very hardcore, hard hitting, high level exercise, it might be a good time during a flare right now to scale that down a little bit. It doesn't mean stop moving. It doesn't mean lay on the couch all the time. It just means find something that is more nourishing, maybe going for a walk, maybe doing a restorative yoga or a yin yoga class, getting out in nature, doing a gentle hike. It might mean just lying down on the ground and getting some good diaphragmatic breaths. Now, when I say diaphragmatic breaths, I don't mean um, just belly breaths. I mean stopping connecting with your body, getting in a quiet, still space. And the first thing we need to do for a diaphragmatic breath is feel our rib cage expand. If we don't expand through our rib cage, then our diaphragm cannot move. So that is the first thing. We don't want to just put a hand on our chest and put a hand on our belly and feel our belly rise. We want to get what I call 360 degree movement in our rib cage. We want the front, the back, and both sides of your rib cage to expand so your diaphragm can actually descend. So when we inhale, our diaphragm drops down towards our belly. And when we exhale, our diaphragm comes back up and sits nicely under our rib cage. So we want that nice fluid breath where we're inhaling 360 degrees through our ribs and expanding them. So our diaphragm will come down and we exhale, ribs come back in towards our body and our diaphragm moves back up and sits under our ribs. Now, your belly may rise on that inhale. That is perfectly normal, but we don't want to focus on the belly. We want to focus on the ribs and the diaphragm. So getting that good diaphragmatic breath will calm your nervous system by nature. Your vagus nerve, which is a nerve that is responsible for so many of our functions and and very involved in our flight and fight response, it will get a little, I call it a, a massage when we do our good diaphragmatic breathing. It runs right through our diaphragm. So if we are moving our diaphragm well, it gives that, that vagus nerve just a little massage to help it get stimulated, which is what we actually need in order to calm our nervous system. Also, the vagus nerve plays a role in pain response. So if we are stimulating our vagus nerve with that good diaphragmatic breathing, it can actually lower our pain level. So Getting in a space where we are doing good, nourishing, gentle movement, good diaphragmatic breathing, um, maybe talking out some of our concerns related to 
anything, maybe related to our pain, maybe related to our day-to-day experience. Maybe it's going back into the office after we've been working at home for such a long time. Maybe it's our children in their situation with school or not in school, virtual, homeschool. Everything has sort of shifted. The other thing is just acknowledging and processing your feelings, being kind to yourself. Think about what are you saying to yourself if you are flared? Are you talking neg- negative to yourself or are you saying to yourself, you know what, this year has been hard, this change is hard right now, and I understand that sometimes change and stress can bring on pain or a painful flare or more irritable bowel syndrome syndromes. Um, or symptoms. That's what I meant to say, irritable bowel symptoms. So um, just acknowledging that it's um, kind of a normal response when our body is upregulated to have more intense symptoms, whatever those are. Um, So again, be kind, talk nicely to yourself, but notice also if there are certain other things that are triggering this pain response, maybe not just stress, maybe not just movement, but could it be the foods that you're eating? Um, And so really just thinking about, um, I'm not a fan of extreme diets at all, but thinking, you know, are there certain things that you know might be triggers for your pain? And for everybody, those are different. We do know of some common triggers um, for bladder pain, for bowel um, irregularity, and for pelvic pain. Sometimes triggers can be highly inflammatory foods, spicy foods, um, tomato-based foods, citrus foods, coffee, carbonated beverages. These are some of the more common triggers for people, but these that doesn't mean that these are a trigger for everyone. So I'm not saying cut out coffee. I'm not saying cut out citrus fruits. I'm just saying pay attention to your body and how your body responds to these certain foods that could possibly be triggers. Um, if you have any questions or if you need help down-regulating your nervous system, getting out of pain, please reach out to me. If I can't help you, I will always direct you to someone who can. If you need a counselor, reach out. I'll be happy to connect you to some. I've interviewed some on my podcast, but I'll be happy to connect you to some, to some other people that can help you too. Um, bottom line is I want us all to feel good and healthy and not stressed and not in pain. Uh, I know this year has been a roller coaster. I am hoping that we are all starting to see the light and sometimes... I've said this before, but in a healing journey, especially a chronic pain journey, that our our healing is not always linear, and sometimes life throws us curveballs, and that can set us backwards in our healing, and that is okay. We have to put the right tools in our toolbox to just move forward, to accept it, to understand it, and then to get the right support system, which could be people in place, or the right techniques in place for us to help us move forward. So make sure you're getting adequate sleep if you can, eating well having nourishing movement in your body. And I always say double down on your self-care. Hope everybody's doing great. I will talk to you soon.